This is the Create Love, Create Freedom podcast. My name is Allison Fisher. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about the dark feminine and how to use her very delicious energy. Um, the dark feminine is very misunderstood, I believe, by both men and women, and particularly by our very masculine dominated society. So the dark feminine is not the naughty or the negative aspects of the feminine. The dark feminine is the expression of the dark, positive, and necessary energy that captures the mysteries of being a woman, of chaos and creation, destruction, death and birth, nature, transformation, um, the feelings of rage, fierceness within a woman, seduction, and spiritual ecstasy. And when we turn to myth and ancient religion, the dark feminine is expressed by the goddesses Kali, Lilith, Inanna, Lakshmi, Oya, and Isis. These goddesses are often depicted as being pushed into their shadow by circumstance or pushing others to their own shadow to transform and ascend, to experience death and to be reborn. Um, we've discussed on previous podcasts about um, how women are cyclical beings and sometimes we go through cycles where we have to go into the underworld of our own psyche. And this is really where we experience inana, right? That kind of dark feminine energy that really strips away all of the incongruencies, all of the things in our life that we held on to. And in order to resurface from that void, from that darkness, we have to transform. And so each time that we descend into the underworld of our own, of our own psyche, we come back up anew. We, we don't, we're not the same person that we used to be. And that's a very good thing. Um, the dark feminine's temperament um, vacillates between being sensual, lighthearted and creative, to being dark, heartbroken and bitter. She represents both aspects of a woman's lover energy. The lover being that very erotic feminine, um, the sensual, the creative feminine. But again, that other side of this feminine is that darkness and needing to own that darkness that rage, that anger, that bitterness, that frustration. So when a woman has a healthy relationship with the dark feminine energy inside her, 
She has access to incredible amounts of creative energy, as well as access, as we talked about a couple minutes ago, to radical transformation within herself. When we look at the Aruban goddess Oshun, we see a powerful allegory for feminine seduction and the principle of pleasure. So, for example, Oshun wears a honeypot tied around her waist. And this is really a reference to her womb, um, her sensual pleasure, and her sacral erotic energy. Honey represents the lure of pleasure in mythology, the pleasure of sensual escape, and the idea that we all long for transformation. And the idea that Oshun keeps her honeypot attached to her waist also has multiple meanings. On one level, it associates honey with sexual release, pleasure, and orgasm. On another level, the honey symbolizes the pleasure within her, her inner contentment, happiness, and bliss. And this is really the side of the dark feminine that we need to explore more of. Um, The dark feminine is responsible for her own happiness. She embodies joy, happiness, bliss, pleasure, sensuality. She is and has an inner vessel for her own joy. She draws people to her as these emotions naturally um, attract those people to her. It's that sensual energy. And in order to have that, she also has to have access to this dark feminine. You can't get away from the dark. You can't have the light without getting away from the dark. I like to think of things as a double-edged sword. Sometimes it's our greatest strengths or also our greatest weaknesses. But in this case, our pleasure is very much tied to finding joy, finding peace, finding fulfillment within ourselves. Many of us seek pleasure from without from something external to ourselves, from men, from fleeting indulgences, um, from different kinds of addictions, whether that's food or shopping or over-exercising or spending too much money. Um, When we do this, we aren't connected to our dark feminine and eroticism. A woman who is connected to her dark feminine is connected to her pleasure and gives it to herself first. She doesn't seek it outside of herself and she finds it from within. She sees herself as worthy of pleasure, joy, peace, and fulfillment. Worthiness is a really important concept to understanding the dark feminine in order to see those parts of yourself, the shadow parts of yourself and incorporate them into the light. You also have to believe that your light is incredibly important. It's incredibly, um, it's incredibly beautiful and it's something that you shouldn't hide. And what we have to understand is that we have to give that to ourselves first. 
We can't seek it from external validation, from men, from um, anyone else in our lives, our children, um, our friends. It has to come from that deep place within ourselves, which is very much attached to healing our wounds and our trauma. The dark feminine is really the spark that renews creation, creativity, both within ourselves, but also within our families or our places of work or our places of worship or um, our society in general. It's the renewing spark of creation. And the dark feminine is comfortable expressing her sexuality because she's become comfortable in her body. Her sexual expression is a result of knowing herself, caring for herself, and giving herself and her life pleasure. Her body may not be perfect, but she takes good care of it. Um, that is also very much found in her ability to enjoy sexual experiences. If you own your body, if you, if you own the way that it looks and you are feeling, um, healthy and vibrant and you feel good about you, the way that your body actually looks has nothing to do with seduction. Dark feminine energy helps a woman heal her wounded feminine. Being in touch with her creative and sensual self, as well as being in touch with her darkness, her anger, her rage, and her fierceness, it really gives her the strength to transform her life, to set boundaries, to communicate her wants and needs clearly, to learn how to say no, to not say yes to every single thing that comes her way. Um, to walk away from situations and people that don't value her and serve her higher purpose in life. She says no to the people who, I like to kind of call them energy vampires. They suck it all out from you. They suck away all the creativity. They leave you kind of this desolate, in this desolate place, right? Um I think of a landscape that once used to be lush and beautiful, and it's completely been pillaged. Removing those kinds of people from her life allows her to heal that wounded feminine, that need to find the external validation from the people around her. Transformation gives the dark feminine, those parts of ourselves, agency over our own life, face our shadow instead of running from it. And we really create the life that we desire. We become the sovereign queen of our own lives. We take ownership and responsibility for the things we need to, and we begin to let go of the things that we also need to. Many feminine women have been socialized only to acknowledge their light feminine side while suppressing their darker aspects. I see a lot of women burying their rage, 
their fierceness, their competitiveness, and their ability to manifest and seduce because they have been told that they need to be nice and likable. And there's nothing wrong with being nice. Um, I think that it's more appropriate to be kind and caring and compassionate and loving. Nice seems to be kind of a, not a very authentic thing. Um, When I am nice, I'm placating someone or something Um, instead of speaking my truth and being authentic in the moment. Now I can choose to speak that truth in a way that is not harsh and that is not unkind, but being nice and likable, again, are external sources. We're looking externally from ourselves to find what we need instead of diving deep within ourselves, which is what the dark feminine asks of us. She asks for constant transformation. She asks for renewal, um, for us to be in touch with, with our rage, with our darkness, with the parts of ourselves that we don't like so that we can grow, we can learn, we can transform, and we can come, become a better version of who we are. We don't need to be likable. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are a few people in my life that I want them to like me. I want them to like who I am, but I don't crave that from everyone anymore. It's very specific people that I allow into my life and they do like me. The wounded or immature masculine, I have found really lusts after women who are in touch with their darker qualities. Um, they desire to see it. They lust after it. But these are the same men who want to shame displays of sexuality, sensuality, and eroticism and relegate it to the whore status. Yet they still want to indulge in it every once in a while. And I think that this is one of the darker aspects of our masculine society, right? There are very clear boxes. The light feminine is the Madonna. The dark feminine is the whore. And yet separating the two, you get a much watered down version um, of a woman. Uh, Interestingly enough, in Greek mythology, that is one of the things that we see is that um, when you look at different ancient traditions and whatnot, the the deities were a much stronger version, a much more like well-rounded and authentic version. And when you get to the Greeks, again, male-dominated society, um, a much more masculine society, you find that the women have become very watered down. When you look at um, someone like Persephone, she's stripped of a lot of the beautiful aspects of who she is, and she's put into a certain box, the light box. Um, the same thing is true with Hera, right? One of Zeus's consorts, tricked into marriage. Before she married Zeus, she was more powerful than he was, at least in terms of myth 
and um, ancient text. And I find that very interesting because, again, the wounded, immature masculine within our society really denounces the dark feminine, but yet that more, I think that they would consider it the baser nature of who they are also still craves it. And yet we see in the highest form of the masculine, which I like to consider the divine masculine, um, I have noticed when I have been with men who embody much more of the divine masculine energy, they want to revel in both aspects of the feminine. They like the light, they like the caring, kind, compassionate, but they also need the dark. They need that kind of intellectual sparring. They need a woman who, yes, surrenders and surrenders sexually, but she does so with a man who is her equal, her match, not a man who is not her equal. And the divine masculine has assets access, excuse me, to his own dark masculine, um, that reclusive part of himself to some degree, but also that, that deeply sexual part of himself. Yet he's also incorporated and is in touch with his inner feminine, which is an important balance for him. So let's talk a little bit about how we can access the dark feminine. And for me personally, I really think that shadow work or confronting your inner world um, will help you become more comfortable with your entire self, both dark and light. Those, those areas of yourself that you suppress, right? Um, the wounded parts of yourself, the trauma that you haven't healed yet, um, the diving into your childhood to really look at um, how your caregivers showed up for you in childhood, whether or not you need to reparent yourself a bit or soothe your inner child. And that shadow work, confronting those aspects of yourself that you really just want to push off to the side and say, no, no, those don't exist. Those aren't part of who I am. The more that you become comfortable with your entire self, the more that you have access to both the dark and the light side of your feminine nature. Psychologically, emotionally, Um, and spiritually, you have to come to terms with the shame, the self-doubt, the repressed emotions, um, and the repressed desires that you have been burying. The acceptance and nurturing of these feelings will lead to a deeper understanding of your true nature, giving you access to really, I would say, the potent magic of your dark feminine. Um, for me, the next key to addressing 
excuse me, accessing um, my dark feminine is by experiencing or being with a man who has a healthy relationship with his dark masculine energy. Um, the dark masculine is very comfortable expressing his sexuality, his emotions, and yet has control over both. He wants to explore. Um, I, I like to consider it or think of it as kind of a, a possession, like a, he, not simply wants you, um, but you are his. There's a possessiveness to it, but in a healthy way, a more in the way that you are claimed. And then the two of you together through your sexual expression, open to love and open to freedom, open to God. And I think with this kind of man, um, experiencing a man like this will give you a really safe place to explore your darkness. Um, and it will really kind of help you work through both the judgment and the shame that other men might show you. I think that it's very, it's very good to be careful with, um, our sexuality, who we express that with. Um, so that there's no judgment for the desires, sometimes dark desires that we have. Yet at the same time, you also won't feel that judgment within yourself. When someone is willing to meet you at that same place, I think that those are, those are the times when you really experience those deeper, darker desires and have access to that part of yourself, that creative, that sensual uh, self on a much deeper level. Um, I think another important thing for me when I look at how to access the dark feminine is to be connected to my own pleasure and to give it to myself first. Funny enough, one of the reasons why I created the Ignite Your Feminine 30-Day Free Challenge that we um, run every few months is that I need to be able to renew the both aspects of my feminine, the dark and the light. And when you take good care of yourself, when you're seeking validation from within yourself, you give it to yourself by doing small things, um, replenishing your energy at the end of the day. One of the things that I love to do is take a hot bath, light candles, uh, use Epsom salts, um, get a massage, um, you know, have incredibly beautiful, uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be expensive, but high quality bedding. Um, lighting candles, uh, buying myself fresh flowers, um, wearing clothes, not simply for the male gaze, but clothes that I enjoy wearing and express who I am. And so I think that when we give that pleasure to ourselves, 
Um, you know, I've definitely heard in order to give pleasure, you need to know pleasure. And one of the ways that you know pleasure is by giving it to yourself, both sexually as well as the things that you do daily, how you manage your stress, how you feed your body, how you exercise, how you care for yourself, um, not only your, your body, um, your surroundings, your environment, but certainly your mind. And I would also say your money. Money is a very important aspect of being in touch with both the dark and the light side of our feminine. I know that when I am stressed out about money, that is one of the only things that I am then focused on. Instead of that kind of calm when you know that you've got a, you know, savings, that you've got an emergency reserve, that you're not living above your means, I think is another way to access that really creative, sensual feminine, the dark feminine. Because again, you're not, your mind isn't limited. Your mind isn't held captive by concerns and worry and stress and anger and fear. Um, and I think, I think the last thing I touched on it a little bit, um, earlier in this episode was really becoming comfortable with my own body. It's one of the ways that I access the dark feminine. Yes, um, you know, getting a beautiful silk robe from Kim and Ono is a wonderful luxury and it's a very beautiful thing, but I really had to, at different points in my life, I've had to work through the way that my body looks and how I feel about my own sensuality. And in order to be able to explore those darker parts of yourself, you really have to own your body. And for me, it really starts with doing the things that are good for my body, making sure that I get excellent sleep, which means I have an evening routine, like I talked about, taking a hot bath, replenishing my energy, not consuming too much alcohol. Um, going to bed at a certain time, stretching beforehand, just a little bit, five minutes, you know, whatever, 10 minutes, um, winding down, shutting off the TV, putting the phone in a different room than my bedroom. Um, so that I get that really good sleep, hydrating the body throughout the day, um, eating healthy foods, you know, in the summer eating cooler foods, right? Salads and uh, different kinds of things. Um, for me personally, I have PCOS. And so I basically eat meat and vegetables. <laughs> um, I can't do dairy. I can't do canola. I can't do soy. Um, you know, so I'm very careful. Certainly I can't do sugar. I'm very careful about what I put into my body. And then that the, the way that I feed myself, it really makes me want to go out and exercise. And that, and I've created the routine over the last 10 years. Uh, this month was actually the 10th month or 10th year of um, CrossFit for me. I've moved into 
moved away from my CrossFit gym to my own home gym. And then I, I follow some uh, Marcus Philly's functional bodybuilding. So in case uh, any of you are interested in that, it it incorporates a lot of aspects of CrossFit. Um, I am not someone who's ever had difficulty pushing myself. Um, but, you know, running, um, even if my body doesn't look the way I want it to look, by doing the things necessary to get there in the future, I can be much more in touch with loving my body, treating my body well. And when my body feels good, my mind is also there too. Um, I am a woman with, yes, a lot of lover energy, also a lot of sage energy. Um, in future episodes, we'll be diving into different aspects of feminine archetypes, and there are seven. And I very much believe that we need access to all seven. Um, but primarily, I'm a blend of the lover and the sage, um, a bit of the maiden and the mystic as well. Um, but these aspects of who I am can kind of be at war with one another. So the logical side of my brain, right? The focus, the determined, the ambitious side in those moments of sensuality and being in touch with my body, I also have to get out of my mind. Um, when we look at the Enneagram, right? There's the triad. There's the head types, the heart types, and the body or the gut types. And for me, I'm a four on the Enneagram, and that's very close to, I'm a heart type, and that's very close to the head types. And because I'm an INFJ, as a the Myers-Briggs personality type, I do both thinking and feeling. And so I really have had to do different kinds of somatic work and practices to be in touch with the body. Uh, it's one of the reasons why on this podcast, I, t- I talk a lot about sexual polarity, right? And that comes from tantric practice, because being in touch with the body allows us access to these repressed parts of ourselves, particularly in this culture that we live in. The feminine body is very repressed. It must look a certain way in order for it not to be judged either by ourselves or by other people, by men, by society. And so that is definitely one way that I use to really access um, the dark feminine. And um, these are just some practices over the years that I've really cemented and and put into place. Um, You know, continue to explore uh, different avenues for yourself. Um, make sure that you take some time for play or different outlets, whether that's gardening or painting or, um, you know, spending time with children or animals, um, doing things that bring you a lot of enjoyment and being willing to also speak your truth. Um, anger is not a, a bad thing. Being in touch with our anger can be a very good thing. There are going to be times in your life where you go through periods where there's rage, there's anger, there's hatred, and learning how to work with that aspect of the dark feminine will help you be, 
I guess, a much more well-rounded version of yourself because you'll have access to both the light and the dark aspects, but you'll be much more comfortable with your entire self. Um, Psychologically, spiritually, mentally, you'll be in touch with the aspects of yourself that you had previously denied. And I think that you will be a more authentic version of yourself. Again, able to create those happier, healthier parts of yourself, create the, the life, the relationships, the, the freedom that you desire, the calmness of mind. Um, and those different uh, desires that you deeply hold. So I wanted to remind everyone that um, we opened our members club. You can go to our website um, and click on the the link for the members club there at createlovefreedom.podia.com. Or you can also go to Instagram and go to our um, Instagram page, which is Create Love Freedom, and you can click on the link in our bio and go directly to the members club and join. Um, this is a self-healing and personal growth um, journey. Um, it's a resource for very like-minded women um, who want to continue to grow themselves, but they also want to do it on their own kind of path, right? At their own pace. And that is what the members club is and what it does. And um, we, uh, this month in June, we are discussing um, attachment style. And we are discussing two out of the three insecure attachments. We're discussing um anxious attachment and avoidant attachment. And there are a lot of handouts and there and workbooks and there are videos um, for you to go through so that you can work on both of those. Or if you have a partner um, or someone in your life who has uh, one of those insecure attachment styles, And then in July, we are going to be uh, diving into the third insecure attachment style, which is disorganized attachment, as well as talking about secure attachment. And um, so join us, um, take a look at how you can continue to grow, go at your own pace within our members club. Until next time.